What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about my five go-to core movements for low back pain and stiffness. So today's episode is inspired by some questions I've received, some responses that I've put out questions um, through my email, and DMs coming in asking me, you know, what are your top core, you know, top three core exercises for this? What are your top five core movements for this? So I decided if I had to pick, this is a list of my top five go-to core movements that will help really help start relieving that low back pain and stiffness, okay? So today, we're going to talk about what the core is and why it's so important for low back issues. I'm going to give you those five movements and also do a little nerding out and explaining why this is super beneficial and how this will actually help you in everyday life. So let's get started. So what exactly is the core? So the core is made up of so much more than just those sexy six-pack or eight-pack ab muscles, okay? At the top of the core, we have our diaphragm muscle. Every time we take a deep breath in, the diaphragm drops down and it actually contracts. At the bottom of our core, we have our pelvic floor muscles, all right? A lot happens on our pelvic floor, whether you're male or female, and it's so important to acknowledge the fact that that is a part of how you're going to breathe, how you're going to brace, and how you're going to actually use your core and trunk throughout your everyday life. The outsides of your core are your obliques. So we have two parts of our our obliques, our external and internal obliques, and they sit on the lateral outside of our core. So think about when you're doing those like Russian twist movements or mountain climbers, things like that. Those are the muscles that you're specifically working. On our back, we have our erector muscles. So these muscles are muscles that run up the back of our spine and they're literally meant to hold our spine erect. That sits at the back of our core. Um, deep to what we talked about, those sexy six, at, sexy six pack muscles that are called our rectus abdominis. If we were to take that away deep to that, we have our deep core muscle known as our transverse abdominis, okay, or TVA. When you hear people talk about brace your core, this is the muscle that they're referring to. So getting involved and making sure we're using that deep core muscle when it comes to bracing and other things like that is really beneficial when it comes to your low back. You see that being able to brace, create pressure in this 360 degree breath that we've talked about before. And if you want to learn more about that, then I'll definitely tag the episode where we talk about 360 degree breathing. But being able to access and actually be aware of what all those muscles feel like in your core is definitely the first start. So knowing that our core is made up of more than just those rectus abdominis, aka those sexy six-pack muscles, that it actually wraps all the way around our trunk is really great as a place to start. So why is our core so important for our, our low back? After explaining exactly what muscles make up our core, then you understand how such a, a close connection our core and low back has. When our core muscles aren't being used the way that we want, they're not activating the way that we want, we're not bracing properly the way that we want, we sometimes end up in this kind of what we call um, this twerk booty position where it looks like you're going to the club. You know, you have this arch in your low back and maybe you start to feel any pain or pinching in your low back and maybe that even starts to radiate into your glute and down your low back. That lets us know that 
our core isn't doing its job. And our low back muscles, specifically those erectors that we talk about or the back of the core that's supposed to help us hold our spine up, are so overworked that they get exhausted. They get tired. They get stiff trying to protect us as our nervous system is meant to do. And that's when we start getting that stiffness in our low back, that most, that, that move, not movement, that feeling that makes you want to quote unquote crack your own back or that you feel like someone needs to dig into this position because that low back, those low back muscles are totally overworked because other parts of our core aren't holding up our end of the bargain. Specifically, more think about those transverse abdominis, that deep core muscle and those obliques. And that just comes from us not knowing how to breathe properly and also not knowing how to brace properly. People I'm noticing do a lot of sucking in and a lot of holding their breath when it comes to bracing. And there are specific breathing strategies for whatever you want to do. So that's why knowing all parts of your core and being able to use all part of your core are super important in helping relieve some of that pressure off your low back and some of the nerves that are in your low back as well. All right. So next, let's talk about those five go-to movements for your core that are going to help your low back pain and stiffness, okay? So normally I say that these are in no specific order, but today, if I had to pick, since we're being as specific, this is actually the order that I would suggest that you do these movements in. The first movement is, of course, diaphragmatic breathing, okay? So there's so many different ways that you can focus on training and restoring your breathing by being, you know, doing diaphragmatic breathing. One of the main positions that I teach is being on your back with your feet on like a couch or a bench, um, one hand on your stomach, one hand on your chest, and making sure that you're feeling more motion in your stomach and that diaphragm dropping down in your stomach expanding than you do feeling in your chest. So doing some diaphragmatic breathing, that's really for you to start to, you know, bring awareness to the areas of your core that am I breathing and moving my low back muscles? Am I breathing and pushing out laterally or to the sides affecting my obliques? Am I actually breathing and dropping my diaphragm down? Am I breathing so that my pelvic floor drops down too? Because with every breath, when we take a deep breath in, our diaphragm and our pelvic floor drops down as well because everything is connected. So doing diaphragmatic breathing is one of my go-to exercises, one of my go-to movements. I would suggest you can definitely do it on your back. You can do it sitting in your chair. You can, you know, whatever is the lowest barrier of entry for you, whatever is a position that you're already in, let's go ahead and get some diaphragmatic breathing happening in that position. So number one, diaphragmatic breathing. The next movement I would do is a curl up. Now, something I notice a lot with people who are experiencing low back pain, specifically, you know, my moms who do a lot of bending over to pick something up off the floor, whether that's their kid, laundry toys, whatever it may be, they are experiencing pain when they're bending over to pick something up, when they're doing any type of core exercises that involve them having to crunch or flex their spine. So think about sit-ups, some crunches, um, bicycle crunches. Different movements like that actually kind of flare up or cause some type of pain in their low back, maybe even down their glute and into their leg. So instead of doing those movements, what we do need to still focus on, you know, creating stiffness and stability in our core. Um, let's specifically do the movement I like to call um, that I got from um, Dr. McGill is the curl up. 
in this position, you're laying on your back. One knee is bent, one leg is straight. And like, as always, I'll have these links in the podcast notes, uh, episode notes. But your hands are also in that low back arch. So the part where normally if you do certain movements and you feel like you need to add some more stability, you put your hands in that small of your low back. So that's where your hands are going to be. And you are going to lift up your head and just your shoulder blades off the table, all off the floor without you actually crunching. So it's like you're going straight up in the air. This is really beneficial because it's helping you create stability in your spine. It's helping you practice your bracing. It's helping you make sure that you're actually activating certain core muscles, specifically that transverse abdominis. And it's really helping you learn what it feels like to engage your diaphragm as well as other things. So instead of sit-ups and crunches, I would totally suggest you doing curl-ups and really figuring out, one, what it feels like in your body. And if you are experiencing doing these curl-ups in a neck tension, then we actually need to peel back some layers and actually start working on some control in our neck with the very first thing being double chins. Our neck musculature, according to like our fashion, how our body works and everything's connected together, our neck fashion, our neck muscles is also connected to our diaphragm muscles, muscle, which is also connected to our pelvic floor muscle. So if we're experiencing tension in our neck, that means we're not properly using our diaphragm correctly and breathing properly. So any neck tension, take a step back and let's work on some neck stuff. Third movement would be a side plank. Um, I tell a lot of my patients, and I also mentioned a lot on our Instagram page, that I truly believe that side planks is one of the most underutilized core exercises there are. We spend so much time doing regular forearm planks or regular, you know, planks up in your hands, but very rarely are we doing side planks. But doing side planks can not only help those obliques, so those muscles on the outside of our core that we talk about, it helps our back muscles, it helps our lat, it also helps our glutes. It's just a really good thing that we can get all these muscles, our lateral line, working together. So third thing I would have to say is doing side planks. And it doesn't have to be off our hands. I'm, you know, we start where we are at. So starting on a side bridge off of your knees is perfectly great. As long as you're feeling it in your side to where your obliques are, as long as we know we're feeling it in our core and we're in a straight line and it's not bothering our shoulder, then we are good to go. So start on a side plank from your knees. And honestly, those shits are tough. I remember giving it and prescribing it to um, a patient in their resilience movement programming. And I focus a lot on muscular endurance. So I don't care about how many reps, how many sets you're doing. I care about, okay, in the 60 seconds, can we get up in this position? Can we hold this for five seconds, come down and relax? And let's cycle through that for 60 seconds. So a goal of hers that I have for her is being able to hold a side plank for 10 seconds. She's someone that was really experiencing some low back pain, some sciatica pain that radiated from her glutes down her leg and even to her foot. So this is something that's really helping to get her core more involved to take off pressure off her low back. So that side plank is one of my favorite movements to prescribe. Next I have Paloff Press. If you've been following along for a while, you know I love me some Paloff Press. Grab a band, attach it to the door, attach it to something, and work on, honestly, you not moving. Being able to hold this position while some type of external force, in this case, is that band trying to pull you in a certain position, is so good because our core... Our spine is meant to withhold motion. It's meant to stop motion, all right? So 
having something else trying to pull you and you holding and you holding in that position is one of my favorite things to do. It actually is really hard. I had a lot of patients doing it in the office and after they were done, after holding it for about 20, 30 seconds, they were like, whew, I feel like I did a core workout without doing crunches. And that's exactly how you should feel. Being able to brace and stabilize your spine is really good and that Peloff press can really help you get to that. So adding in a Peloff press, I'll definitely attach the video. There's so many different versions of it, but starting on your back is really good and then progressing to like maybe on your knees or a half kneeling position. Fourth movement is our Peloff press. Last movement is chop and lift. So you may have seen these before. You may have heard, um, I've seen these in type of, in your training before, maybe involving grabbing a dumbbell and taking it from the floor up in a diagonal towards your opposite shoulder, or maybe a, a plate. But here specifically, starting low, we start with resistance bands and then working our way up to that. But chop and lifts really help with those oblique muscles. Instead of, I'm not a big fan of Russian twists. I noticed that the patients who come to me who are experiencing low back pain are doing these shearing motions or these twisting motions and causing some compression on the low back. And actually in the middle of these core exercises, they're having low back pain in the middle of those Russian twists, in the middle of those forearm planks. So instead of trying to push through and do a core exercise that you know that you're like, I know I need to work my core because it helps my low back, but damn it, this sucks because my low back hurts. Let's do something that does not trigger or irritate your low back, but still you're working the same thing. So these chop and lifts get you in that position where you can work on your glutes, you can work on those obliques and a little bit of your lats. So that is my fifth go-to exercise that I would definitely do. Specifically in that order, we have diaphragmatic breathing, the curl up, side plank, pal-off press, and chop and lift. I hope I didn't nerd out too much. All these movements are really good to hit every part of your core and to really help you start relieving some pressure off that low back and stabilizing your spine. Being able to do that, being able to create that that stabilization, embracing not only during the movements, but throughout your everyday life when you bend over to pick something up off the floor will really help you in reducing that low back stain and stiffness, okay? Real quick, um, I have a free three-part video training series that is going on starting Friday, September, what is this Friday? September 23rd, okay? If you want to join us, I'll make sure I put the link in the episode notes. It will be three videos. We will start this Friday and it will be over the course of 10 days. All right. Really focusing on you, connect your core and use all muscles of your core to really help relieve some pain and some stiffness from that low back. So it's called the core connection. I will link the um, link in the bio so you can join us. We'll be starting on Friday with the first recorded um, recorded training video. And then after that, I'll actually be doing two live training video so that you can get some teaching from me and education from me right there. And I can also answer any questions you may have in real time, specifically about your core, your low back pain and stiffness and all the things. Okay. So I'll add that link down there. I hope to see you there. Um, if you're really trying to get out of that nagging low back pain and aches, that stiffness, and you really want to know where should I start? What's the foundation? What is the really foundational steps I need to keep this low back pain, you know, away from good? then this is where you should start. The Core Connection three-part video series, completely free, join us, okay? As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at you out the next episode.